Hello and welcome to the Full 10 Yards Betting Podcast. I am Adam at Touchdown Tips on Twitter. I am joined this week by Liam and Callum as we look at the Easts, the NFC East and the AFC East. We did the AFC North and NFC North last week. You can find that on all good podcatchers. Uh, this week we're moving around the compass and obviously what's next is the Easts. Um, so yeah, Liam and Callum are here. Callum is a Dolphins fan, so he'll be looking forward to talking us through this one, won't you? Very much so. It's a, a weird situation to feel positive heading into a season. So uh, yeah, it's nice to be able to have a smile on my face discussing Miami. Yep, uh, I, I completely agree with that. Um, <laughs> obviously, last year with the Bengals, it was not a positive income uh, coming into the season, but then it ended very well, and I'm still struggling with it this year. So I uh, I hope you reach that that kind of feeling for next season. Um, and Liam is a Chiefs fan. Uh, we will get onto him in a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, Liam, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. I won my only two preseason bets at the uh, weekend, so I'm happy with that. The Ravens uh, keep going strong. So yeah, it's been a, been a good week. Looking forward to talking about the East and uh, talk about some uh, tour action with Callum over here. Yeah, 21 wins in a row in preseason for the Ravens now. They covered the spread once more. Uh, they're 19-2 and two against the spread in that 21 games, which is just an absurd number uh i mentioned last week that there was rumors they were going to ease down a bit to try and avoid injuries but obviously not <laughs> um uh we didn't I, we had a quick chat before this and we've not watched a whole lot of preseason games it's preseason i don't think there's a whole lot to garner from things you can get to see things like antonio gibson possibly losing his spot the little notes like that but uh, that's just what I've been hearing from other places. Uh, overall, from a betting standpoint, overs were 13-3-1 last week, which is quite absurd. Um, we'll see what happens this week. And just a general trend to follow for week two of the uh, preseason is 0-1 teams going against 1-0 teams. You're best to back the team that hasn't won yet. Um, the team seems to be a good trend in historical terms. Um, we need to see what's going to happen this week with it being the penultimate game of preseason, whether it will be the kind of trial run or whether teams will still wait for week three. Um, but obviously, keep checking Twitter for that. Follow those beat writers and um, see what they say and get on quick if uh, you see any news. Unfortunately, over here, we do struggle with that because obviously news comes generally 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, which is a bit of an issue. But there is money to be made if you can. Uh, talking of money to be made, I did forget about the Full 10 Yards guide. Um, it is out very, very soon. You can go to full10yards.com forward slash guides with an S on the end. Use code FULL10 for a 10% discount on those. Um, I ordered mine the other week because money, uh, the profits go towards helping the game in the UK. So it's all for a good cause and people have put in a ton of work. I know just from the betting standpoint, we have put in hours ourselves and that's just a small part of it. So uh, if you can support, then do. Uh, yeah, so yeah, on to the AFC East. Um, I was going to start with the Bills, but I've been talking for quite a while now. So I'll go with the Dolphins and let Callum talk for a while. Uh, Callum, why are the Dolphins going to win the division? Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves there. Um, just, just briefly on what you're saying about picking up the news and technically AFC East related. As soon as I heard that, the Zach Wilson injury, obviously, my time zone kind of works a little bit better than you guys for that. So I was still very much awake and uh, alive when Zach Wilson went down. And I immediately went everywhere online to try and find Jimmy G to the Jets. So couldn't find him anywhere, which was very disappointing. <laughs> I thought I was thought I was ahead of the game, but not to be. Anyway, yes. As far as the Dolphins go, it's probably the most positive offseason that I can remember in kind of 15 years of being a fan, basically. Um for the first time in literally 20 years, we have a legit superstar player who Liam is very kindly wearing a tribute to um, <laughs> on his chest right now. And to have a player like Tyreek Hill, obviously there's been off the field issues and things like that that we don't love, but talent-wise, absolutely incredible. And you have to hope that he'll be able to replicate some of his, his Kansas City production in Miami. Now, again... Tyreek has come out and said some ridiculous things uh, comparing Tua and Mahomes. I think we all should be able to understand that basically you can't show up in a new place with your new best mate and be like, well, my other guy, he, he was a lot better before. So I understand completely why uh, Hill has been defending Mahomes, sorry, defending Tua. And I'd like to believe that Tua can be the guy. But I do think winning the division is probably 
a step too far, if we're honest. Um, looking at the odds on screen now, there's a reason why the Bills are one to two favorites. There's a reason why Bills are favorites for the Super Bowl. They have pretty much everything you need on a roster and also that sense of injustice from last season against Kansas City. Not that the Chiefs did anything wrong, but the frustration of never having had a chance to try and win that game in overtime. I, I think Buffalo, and we'll come to them shortly, but I think they're in line for a massive season. But yes, as far as Miami goes... The signing of Armstead was huge, uh, really kind of a star on the line to try and help out protect Tua. And then I really like what McDaniel as the new head coach has kind of come in and done. All the players seem to love him. He's very much a laid back, relaxed kind of guy, but in a way that kind of empowers players to be themselves, I think. The wide receiver core that we've built with Waddle, with Hill, with Cedric Wilson, who I think is a really underrated pickup, mm -hmm. who had a really good season in, in Dallas last year. And adding him as well, I think, is, is a really nice addition to, to the squad. Obviously, Mike Gesicki with his kind of franchise tag situation is an interesting one. Um, and then we're kind of playing Pokemon with running backs. We're just trying to collect them all um, with, <laughs> yeah. you know, Sony Michelle coming in, Raheem Mostert back again, you know, Chase Edmonds as well. And it, that'll be a really interesting situation. I would like to suggest that I think probably the best way to go about it is have um, Mostert as the supposed starter with Edmonds getting more of the passing down work. But they've also brought Sony Michelle in and paid him a decent amount. So it, I think you might see a, a San Francisco-esque carousel of running backs, which obviously I hate for fantasy purposes. But if it leads the Dolphins to, to wins, I like. I think it would also make for intriguing betting lines on running back props because yeah. I think you'll find that a lot of the lines will be quite low. And maybe you just need one of the three guys to pop one big run and you'd get the over, if that makes sense. But equally, you could argue there's value in the under if they're going to be splitting time. Um, I certainly would probably stay away from kind of rushing touchdown props for those players because I think you just have no idea right now who's likely to get goal line work. And obviously, Miles Gaskin is still kind of in the uh, in in the huddle, I guess. But yeah, as as far as the Dolphins go, it really is kind of two as time to, to put up or shut up, really. I was going into this season saying whatever happened will be okay because if Tua doesn't turn into the guy, we still have two first-round picks to go and get someone. <laughs> and then our owner was an idiot. Oops. And now we only have one first-round pick. So now it kind of has to be Tua because I do think this roster and Tua, barring a severe spate of injuries, the lowest amount of games they would be able to win is, is seven or eight, really. And... That means you're not going to get an elite quarterback unless you want to yeah. mortgage the house next next draft. So, yeah, I, I want Tua to be the guy. I believe Tua can be the guy. But he really has to be the guy right now. And it'll be interesting to see how he develops. The opening to the season is, is a really interesting one because, obviously, it's Patriots week one. Tua is currently undefeated against the Patriots, which is not a sustainable record by any means because Belichick will find a way to take revenge at some point. Um, and I know obviously we've got the Bengals in week four. I kind of, I'm in a situation where I feel like for the Dolphins, the absolute floor is an seven and 10 season. If it goes absolutely terrible, I still think we could win seven games, but it's really hard to see a ceiling higher than 10 and seven. And that in itself is a really complicated situation because I think we will absolutely have to win 10 games to get a wild card spot in the playoffs in the AFC. And we're gonna have to beat one of the perennial playoff contenders in order to do it. You got to you got to beat a playoff team to get into the playoffs for sure. But I'd like to say I feel positive about the Dolphins. I would be stunned if the Dolphins weren't second in this division. That's what I'll say. I think the Dolphins are clearly better than both the Patriots and the Jets. And to say that about New England makes me very very warm and happy inside. <laughs> yeah, that that start to the season is pretty rough. I think if you want to bet the Dolphins to do stuff, do it uh, before week five. Uh, you got Patriots, Ravens, Bills, Bengals for the first four games, and then they have a horrible four game stretch later in the season as well: 49ers, Chargers, Bills, and Packers. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I reckon take uh, Dolphins to make the playoffs before the Jets game in week five, and you're probably going to get some fairly decent odds on that if it's. Uh, if it's a bit of a rough start to them, um, for me, like I, I don't, I really don't know what's going to happen with the Dolphins. I, it's all on Tua, basically, isn't it? It's yep. 
Tua and the offensive line, which they have addressed to an extent, but not not majorly. They've brought in a couple of guys, but it was very poor last year, and he was running for his life a lot. Uh, the defense, obviously, is pretty good. Um, I think it will stay decent enough, even with Flores gone. Uh, he was obviously the head coach, but he was a defensive head coach, so I assume he had a fairly big input on the defense. So we'll see what happens there. But um, Liam, any comment on the Dolphins? Uh, yeah, I'll start with that. The comment that Callum made about um, the running backs, uh, that I agree, mm-hmm. I think, with that amount of running backs. Because I think they've got Ahmed as well, still on the roster at the moment. So there's like six running yeah. backs. They only keep four because San Francisco usually keep four. So I imagine Mike McDaniel have the same view. But uh, I think early in the season, they're going to be priced completely wrong. Every year, the bookies price San Francisco running backs wrong. So even for like first touchdown or to score any touchdown or overs, they're normally priced wrong. So whoever the least favorite is, is always a good bet in the first couple of weeks. And then you'll see after three, four weeks who the goal line favorite is and the bookies will adjust. So I think there's a market there. Um, in terms of the team, uh, I really like Armstead as a sign-in. Um, I would rather if you'd have an elite right tackle with a left-handed quarterback, obviously, but I still think having any elite mm. tackles is a, a hell of an upgrade on what, what the team had last year. So I think he'll make a big difference. The problem is, will he play enough games? Just because I know that um, he, he's been kind of hampered with injuries the last two seasons. So I think if you're a fan of him or a fan of the team, then you definitely want him, him to be healthy this season. Uh, in terms of Tua, I actually probably like Tua more than a lot of people, especially people that... Um, criticize the Dolphins as much as uh, I feel like they get but um, he's actually a relatively good downfield passer I think that's overrated kind of overlooked that people think he can't throw the deep ball he can but the problem is he needs good protection to be able to manage the pocket and throw it down the field that, that's his issue he can't just sit there like Josh Allen or Herbert or Mahomes and just sling it he has to be in a perfect base to throw the ball so I think if the offensive line's good you'll see those receivers play really really well um, and just a note on their defense as well I think their secondary is probably one of the best in the league I'm a big fan of Japon Holland who's a uh, up and coming safety. So I think their defense has got a chance to be one of the best units. And if two is good, then uh, yeah, I think second division is probably the ceiling, but second division with 11 wins is probably the highest they'll get. And I agree that six, seven wins is probably the floor for this team, I think. Yeah, yeah, I can't argue with that. I think from looking, but obviously before anything happens, I would assume Sony Michelle would be goal line back and Muster would be the one I would look at for. Uh, obviously, he's one of the quickest players in the league once he gets free, so he'd be the one I look for on the overs <clears throat> and over on longest rush for him if if they offer it. I mean, there's a, there's a chance that they just don't risk it, but um, as as um, Liam said, with touchdown scorers, it's probably best off taking whoever the lowest is on that one. Um, on to the Bills. The Bills are one to two favourites. They are thirteen to two best price for the Super Bowl. Uh, they are the favourites for the Super Bowl as well as. Callum pointed out they lost that thriller to the Chiefs last year in overtime, which uh, they should have won. Uh, it was the punt at the end of the game, which cost them or a kick. Yeah, he, he punted and gave them the chance to break out instead of put into the end zone, I, I believe. Um, yeah, they, they may well have gone on to win it after that. And that, as, as Callum said, they have everything in place. They've got solid lines on both sides of the ball. They've got Josh Allen, who is one of the better dual threat QBs in the league. Uh, they got Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, who is very, very hyped up at the moment after the four touchdowns he scored in that game. Um, I don't think he's going to be that impressive, but he, he's obviously pretty damn good. Uh, Jameson Crowder, they brought in for the slot position. And Isaiah, Isaiah McKenzie has been um, getting really good reviews in camp as well. He seems to have a good um, combination with Allen, uh, which is useful. The run game, I'm not entirely sure on. Uh, Singletary did really well in the playoffs last year, but his regular season wasn't exactly brilliant. And then they've got Zach Moss and they drafted uh, Dalvin Cook's brother, James Cook as well. So I think they're going to mix that one up a bit. Uh, the defense is obviously pretty good. Stravius White, I don't think is going to be back for the start of the season. Um, I'm sure someone can tell me different on that. Um, he's a big loss, but they brought in Von Miller up front, which is really very useful. And Ed Oliver should make a Big step forward after his rookie year last year. I I I think Bills one to two is probably the best bet of the one of the best bets of any of them. Frankly, um, they were they should have won more than I think eleven games they won last year. I think they should have got more than that, and I believe their win total was ten and a half eleven this year, um, which they are going to be around. They have a pretty decent schedule as well. They are favoured for every single game after the bye week, uh, so start the season a little tougher end of the season they should be coasting by then so we'll see how it goes but yeah i i love the bills this year frankly um uh 
it's difficult not to, and it's going to be them getting in their own way, I think, which will be the issue. So we'll see what happens. Um, Liam, what do you reckon? Yeah, going back to their strength of schedule, it's quite rare for a, for a team as good as they were. I think they only won 10, 10 or 11 games last year because that silly Jags loss where they scored like six points <laughs> yeah. or something or nine points. Nine I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, for, for as a kind of one seed potential goes, they're quite up there just because their strength of schedule is relatively easy. I think it's 19th in the league against, if you look at Vegas win totals that they've got. So uh, pretty much the same as the Dolphins, near enough. So I think the schedule is going to help them a lot. Um, I'm I'm there completely on Josh Allen. I think he's the second best quarterback in the league. Um, I've just and his rushing potential. We'll see what they do. I do think they might run him less in the regular season because we did see him come out and say that um, he wants to run less to start the season because he's still dealing with injuries from last season. He's been banged up. Uh, I know he had a couple of rib injuries, so I think that he'll run a bit less. But then will James Cook make a difference? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm going to see in the first probably five six weeks. Uh, in terms of the rest of the team, the defence is really good. I think White might miss a couple of games to start the season the most, and then he should be back. Um, Von Miller still got it to rush the passer. Um, I like Rousseau as well, who they obviously drafted last year. Um, he's a really, really good edge rusher. Uh, but I'm really worried about their offensive line. So in terms of win the Super Bowl, I don't think there's value in that. I'm, I'm going to be biased because my best friend in the world is a Bills fan. And obviously, the Chiefs and Bills seem to play each other every year, and we always beat them in the playoffs. But um, I, I'd be worried about their offensive line. Um, apart from Deion Dawkins and, and, and Mitch Morse, the other three players in the starting unit aren't going to be very good, in my opinion. Uh, and wide receiver too, um, I'm with you that I think Gabe Davis is probably overhyped. So uh, unless Kahil Shakur plays well, I just think for me, the offense will be great because of the coach and the quarterback, but uh, I'm not quite as high on them to, uh, to win the Super Bowl. But I think division bet is, is pretty safe, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've um, I've been loading up on the bills on my five pound free bets from William Hill. I've got uh, I'm on fifty nine five pound free bets at the moment, and the bills take up about thirty. Uh, uh, sorry, probably not thirty. They probably take about fifteen of them. Uh, How 15 have you got fifty nine free bets? Uh, because William Hill do scratch it a day, and over the summer it was bet ten quid on football, get a free five quid bet, and things like that. So I was building my book. Uh, using those free bets and yeah I'm up to 59 now and I think the Bills have got 15 20 of them uh, 13 to 2 because I figured that they will probably shorten in price so get uh, get in while I could you've got more patience than I would have because I, I don't I think I'd have been spending 10 pound on football and then spending that five pound free bet on football as well so there's a few fivers that went uh, towards other stuff but yeah most of them <laughs> I was only like I was keep trying to keep a tenor in there specifically for that. Um, yeah, but yeah, sorry, carry on. No, no, I think I think my first my first ever futures bet I won this this summer was England women to win the Euros. So yeah, I'm with you there. Yes. It was a it was a happy summer, all things considered. Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything the two of you have said on the Bills. I'm a little bit higher on Gabriel Davis than the two of you are. I think he is actually a talented receiver, and my dynasty shares in him certainly hope so. Uh, but yeah, I think the Bills are the, are the clear pick of the litter here. Josh Allen is just a different class to most quarterbacks in the league. I think, you know, Mahomes, Allen, you know, Jackson, Burrow, Herbert. I mean, the five of those in the AFC for, mm. you know, decades to come, barring any trades that would be blockbuster. It's insane, really, the, the, the caliber of quarterback that's probably going to go through their career Super Bowl-less, realistically, because it's just hard to see a way mm. where each one of them wins one realistically you know how these things happen so yeah i mean you're really in a situation where those five guys are absolute superstars and i think if you don't have one of those guys winning the afc is a pipe dream really i just can't i can't see as much as i'd love to to be that guy as much as i really like what the colts have done in bringing in matt ryan i just don't think without one of those five quarterbacks you're going to win the afc this season or for a while to come uh so, yeah, I'm, I'm a big Josh Allen guy. I know I'm not supposed to like the Bills, but I find them eminently <laughs> likable as a franchise. Really, I think, to be honest, the whole AFC is pretty much just everyone versus New England, which, oh, AFC East, excuse me, is everyone versus New England, which I kind of enjoy that we've enjoyed our suffering together and now we're uh, cheering for Buffalo and putting the boot to the Patriots. Yeah, much like the Premier League and your team, um, the the the, huh? the 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 non-United fans are reveling in the chance to um, to watch them be terrible at the moment. 
Um, but yeah, <laughs> talking of the Patriots, um, yeah, I, I, the Patriots are third um, in the betting for the division, a five to one uh, best price for them. Um, again, there's not a huge amount of negatives or positives. They are the Patriots after after Tom Brady. Mac Jones looked decent enough in his rookie year. They kept it fairly simple for him, opened it up a bit towards the end of the season. Um, I believe from what I've been listening to and what I've been hearing, they are trying a new scheme this year. Um, I think it's zone blocking instead of man blocking, something like that. Uh, it's not my expertise. Um, but yeah, it sounds like that's been kind of up and down in camp, but this is the time to do it. And if it works, it works, which would be very useful for them. He's uh, Mac Jones apparently is bulked up over the summer, which is uh, obviously useful in coming into second year rookies tend to because they're on a full NFL diet and NFL offseason, which makes sense. Um, they've brought in Devontae Parker from the Dolphins to help with the wide receiver group, but it's still not great. Jacoby Myers finally scored a touchdown last year. I think he finished with a couple. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, they brought him in. He might not make the roster. Um, they brought in Tyquan Thornton in the draft, um, who has been looking fairly decent. And um, last week, I had a quick look at their their preseason things, and um, they had a, a guy, I think, messed it up now. There was a guy um, who played a couple of games in the regular season last year who came from nowhere, who looks like he had a fairly decent preseason game, and Gunnar, I think Gunnar Oshevsky, um played all right as well. If he's still there, or maybe he moved. Um, the running backs are pretty decent. One-two punch. Uh, Damian Harris got most of the carries last year, but Andre Stevenson looked good in what he got. He's probably going to take the James White role now that James White has retired, uh, which means more pass catching for him. And frankly, I thought he looked the better of the two in the work that he got. But we'll we'll see what happens. And on defense, they're having a bit of a revamp. They've lost a few of the older heads. Um, they're bringing in the youth a bit more. So we'll see what happens with that. But it's always tough to overlook the Patriots because of what they do year on year. Roster-wise, I don't think they're the strongest, but they're, they're going to be 8, 9, 10 wins. They, they always are. They always seem to find a way because Bill Belichick's a genius. Um, yeah, what do you guys reckon? Yeah, I'm with you on the Bill Belichick being a, uh, being a genius and managing to make wine almost out of water it feels like mm. um but yeah worse it's probably the worst roster i think i know there was that 2011 was it or 10 roster that wasn't great they managed to win 10 games with um in the regular season but i think this might be the worst roster i, I thought last year was going to be the worst roster and then they kind of decided to not pay jc jackson which i was thought was the wrong decision they decided to trade their best offensive lineman to the bucks just to help tom out um so yeah i do think it was a bit, bit of a weird off season for them uh, and it's kind of the first time I've looked at their defense in a long time and been like, I actually think their defense could be bad. <laughs> uh, the mm. problem with that statement is the coach of the defense is the greatest defensive coach of all time. <laughs> so uh, they probably won't actually be bad. But I do think compared to previous years where especially against passing offenses, they normally do relatively well on. Um, I think this could be a bit of a down year in terms of the offense. Uh, the offensive line is still actually good. It's their strength for their team, even though they got rid of uh, Shaq Mason. Um, tight end room is good. They overpaid for for one of them, whichever one <laughs> ends up being the second tight end. They overpaid for him. But uh, yeah, the receiver room is not good. Um, and in terms of the quarterback, I like Matt Jones. Um, he played better than Zach Wilson and Tua last year. Is he better than both of them? I don't think so for me, but uh, he played better last year. So if he improves again, then uh, I think the offense has a chance to be league average. Uh, and then they need Bill to work some magic with some uh, special teams and some some defense. But yeah, we'll see. I think they're the thir clear third team for me, and that's just because of uh, how good the coaching is, because the roster is probably the worst in the division. I think. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, if Zach Wilson isn't injured, I think there's a way that the Patriot Patriots could finish bottom of this division. To be completely honest, I really don't think this roster is talented at all, and this is not me being uh, clouded by my anti-Patriots uh, syndrome, shall we say? I, I just really, I was stunned at the plaudits Mac Jones got last year. I didn't think he was as good as people were saying that he was. And not that he couldn't become that player, but I, I don't see him becoming the second iteration of Tom Brady that people were kind of suggesting he could become when they drafted him. He's got nothing around him to his defense. I, I can't really believe that as much as I like Devontae Parker in Miami, he's a second option at best. Yeah. I don't think that Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Parker, 
Thornton is obviously speedy, but we've seen what really fast guys have done in the NFL sometimes. Like John Ross has kind of just flamed out and not really become that that guy. So we'll see if Thornton. Sorry, I don't know. I apologize. We'll see if Thornton. <laughs> we'll see if Thornton can actually turn into a, a contributor. The two best weapons on that offense, as far as I'm concerned, are the tight ends in Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. And really, I think they should be run game heavy and pass to the tight end heavy, if that makes sense. Um, I think you'll see a lot of five-yard five yard routes. I think you'll see the, the Patriots. It would not surprise me if they were bottom of the league in explosive plays, shall we say. I don't, I don't yeah. see them being a game-breaking team. Uh, I'm a big Damian Harris fan. Uh, I like him a lot. I think he's a good running back. Stevenson, obviously, getting a lot of hype. We'll see how he develops. But I, I think that will probably end up being another timeshare, which for all us fantasy players is disgusting. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think the Patriots are good to be frank with you. And it's, <laughs> it's so risky saying this, you know, because it is Bill, Bill yeah. Belichick and we, you know, we're saying all these things, but I look at the Patriots schedule and I really do think that they are kind of in trouble in terms of finding ways to win games. You know, that I, I'm going to say that I think they're going to lose to the Dolphins in week one. They've got the Ravens in week three. They've got the Packers in week four. They've got the Browns in week five. You know, but I think I think they've got a lot of tough non-division games, including, you know, they've got the Colts, Cardinals, your Bengals, Adam. I mean, I, I really do think that the Patriots will struggle to have a winning season here. I would like to bet on them not to make the playoffs. That would be my that would be my fairly safe tip. I, I don't see there being a way that the Patriots have a route into the postseason this year. They got Matt Patricia as well as OC, which none of us have mentioned yet. So that's probably well. It's because he's not officially the OC. That's why he's, he's, <laughs> just, he's just there, <laughs> calling plays potentially. Uh, uh, Joe he, Judge he, as well. He will most option. definitely be doing that. <laughs> doing that job. Uh, eight to thirteen is uh, for them to not make the playoffs. Um, which is, is fairly decent. Um, uh, Christian Wilkerson was the uh, wide receiver I was ah. scratching for before. And uh, Gunnar Shevsky did move. He moved to the Steelers, but I, I saw his name the other day and saw that he had a fairly decent game. So that, that was why I uh, picked that one out. Um, yeah, the, I, I find it tough that they will finish bottom of the division just because the Jets, who we will now move on to, they have a hideous schedule this year. I don't know how it happened that they finished fourth in division and then got the worst schedule out of the whole division, uh, but it did. Um, I was mildly positive on them coming in before I looked at that, and then I looked and I thought, they're not going to win five games. And then if Zach Wilson is likely to miss, well, two to four weeks apparently now with his uh, PCL, which is not as bad as it was, um, not as bad as the ACL that was people thought it was, was uh, a lot better. Um, apparently, there's not a, hu a huge amount of difference between him and Joe Flacco, though, so it'll be interesting to... It, that's what they've been saying in camp. That's not my opinion. That's just what they've been saying. That's uh, not that, good for Zach. No, no, not at all. Not at all, but uh, that's apparently what they've been saying. But the, the Jets apparently won the off-season. They won the draft. They won the... the um, Things like that. And, um, yeah, they've put players around Zach Wilson. Uh, unlike the Bears that we mentioned last week, they bought in Garrett Wilson. They drafted Source Gardner and um, Johnson in the first round with their picks, who were all highly rated at their own, their own positions. Uh, they've lost Mackay Beckton, which is uh, – he, he would have been a big man on their offensive line. Uh, they were without him last year, but they were. It, it seemed really positive for him coming into this. So it's a bit of a shame. They do have Carl Lawson back, who I think is brilliant uh, as a pass rusher. So they'll be hoping he stays fit. Uh, but yeah, on the offense, they have Garrett Wilson. They've got Corey Davis, Elijah Mitchell, uh, Elijah Moore. Sorry, um, it looks like he's going to be the wide receiver one. He seems to have had a fairly good camp. Um, they brought in CG Uzama from the Bengals as well, who is an adequate tight end, and they drafted Brees Hall as well in the second round, who. Looks like he'll get the bulk of carries with Michael Carter, second choice. The, it's just their schedule for me is what's going to stop them doing anything of note this year. Uh, they are favourite in three games this year, and they're all after the bye. Their pre-bye schedule is Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Steelers, Dolphins, Packers, Broncos, Patriots, Bills. That's going to be a struggle for two wins. It is, uh, it's going to be really rough for them, which is... A bit of a shame because I do rate Robert Salah. I think they'll be decent, but 
It's just that they're coming up against teams who are too good for them at the moment, in my opinion. So what I meant was, on paper, <laughs> they could be the third best team in the division. Yeah. <laughs> on paper. I love yeah. what the Jets did in the offseason. I think their draft was fantastic. The, the depth they added. And like you said, Adam, I, I really do like Robert Sala. Uh, I know the, all the teams now kind of put out their YouTube videos, their YouTube series is behind the draft and everything. But I really wa- I watched the Jets one, Take Flight, I think it was called. And it was really, really good. And it looks like, you know, Joe Douglas and Robert Seller are on the same page. They're going out and getting their guys. There's a good buzz in that building. I love Source mm-hmm. Gardner. I love what they did in getting Garrett Wilson um, and even Jermaine Johnson as well. You know, seeing someone go from last chance use to the NFL like that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think the Jets are building in the right direction. Zach Wilson, I do think, again, is a good quarterback. So you really have to hope that this uh, injury is, is short term. I think he will continue to develop in that offense. I think we all know what Joe Flacco is. Um, <laughs> that that Jets-Browns game with Joe Flacco versus Jacoby Brissett could be the <laughs> most boring quarterback play ever. Um, yeah, low-scoring game, I guarantee that. <laughs> I think you might be, it might be a field goal shootout, really, if we're honest. Um, so, yeah, that'll be, that'll be an interesting one. But, uh, no, yeah, I, I, I like the Jets, and I think they've got a bright future in this division. Uh, but, yes probably not this year to make any waves in terms of challenging Miami or the Bills near the top. Yeah, I agree. I, when you look at the strength of schedule, I think they're in terms of what was it in the league ranking, it's 27th out of 32 teams. Uh, they're the only team to ever finish bottom of their division and get a uh, bottom 10 schedule, uh, basically, <laughs> since this metric has been kept. Um, it, I don't know how it happened either. I would have to spend more time looking at it, but I don't want probably want to spend my time doing that. But it is strange for, for how bad it is. Um, I know their divisions they're up against really hard this year, which obviously does make a difference. Uh, and their own division is probably stronger because, like we said, Patriots are always relatively good. And then the other two teams have got, um, one's got a great roster and one's got a really good roster. So that probably doesn't help, but... Um, yeah, the schedule's not great. I think for me, I agree with Callum that the draft was incredible. Um, I wasn't a huge Garrett Wilson guy, but um, in terms of improving their team, he's definitely definitely done that. Um, Brees Hall was a good pick uh, in terms of the player. I don't like the value, but um, that's just running backs. And it was a bit strange how he was the second uh, for the snaps in preseason. They started Michael Carter, which was uh, a bit odd. After saying all week they were going to start the mm. starters, they started Michael Carter, and then they started the rest of the offensive line as starters. So... We'll see what that means. But um, yeah, they replaced Beckton with Dwayne Brown, who was the Steelers at Seattle Seahawks left tackle last year. Gave him a two-year deal with 22 million. So it looks like they probably think he's going to have to play for two seasons. I don't know what that tells us about um, Mackay Beckton. Um, I don't think that's great for him. Uh, I think you could see him either be a guard or um, be a swing tackle at best, potentially, if that's the case. But uh, yeah, the defense is good. I like Carl Olson. I really, really like um, John Franklin Myers as well, who they paid in the offseason. Uh, and the secondary is good, very young in, in parts, but uh, it's good. So, yeah, on paper, good team, but um, with a quarterback that's going to start injured um, and uh, an OC for me that I'm not quite sure about, I just worry if they're going to score enough points against a really, really hard schedule. Yeah, I just looked there. Um, their fourth place teams were the Broncos and the Seahawks. So, that kind of, uh, is the Broncos, especially, are 10 plus wins. Uh, according to the bookies, so obviously that that didn't help them. And then yeah, AFC and <laughs> NFC North is uh, not the easiest divisions to be playing against. So no. yeah, they did get a little shafted with that this year. Um, but yeah, I, we will we will see what happens. Um, what was your guys' best bet for the division? Patriots to miss the playoffs. To be honest with you, <laughs> I just I just think that there's no. There's no way I see them finding a way to be in a wild card spot in the AFC. So, not not exactly free money, but feels pretty close. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't normally like to do a very this precise of a bet, but you can get ten to three on the exact order to be Bills, Dolphins, Pats, and Jets. And I know that's very chalky, but um, I, I felt like that was uh, priced wrong. And then I also like Zach Wilson for most interceptions at nine to one. You probably need him to only miss two games to hit that number. If he misses four or five games, he's probably not going to play enough to to win. But if he only misses one or two weeks, I think with that schedule, he could probably lead the, the league in interceptions. And I also wrote down, take Josh Allen unders, but uh, I don't want to wish injury on anyone. But uh, I'll say take Josh Allen unders just because of how much he can run as the season goes on. Yeah, I, I probably should shy away from my best bet for the division, which was Josh Allen over six and a half rushing touchdowns, uh, <laughs> 17 to 20 on Unibet. He's had nine, eight, nine, and six in his four years in Buffalo. And as I say, like the run game is 
uh, muddy at best is uh, kind of all over the place, and we know he will he will run, he will try and uh, not to, but it's difficult. I think he might run more in the red zone because it's, it's high leverage, isn't it? Score touchdowns. I yeah. just don't think you'll see him on like when it's you know those third and fours, and he just tries to run it for a first down, then they go for it again on fourth and one, and he runs it. I just think we'll see less of that, but yeah, I not still think he's probably sensible. a safe bet for for Russian TDs. Yeah. So uh, on to the NFC East then. Um, it's been a very long time since the NFC was retained. NFC East was retained by anyone. Um, I, I've got written down here 15 years. I think it might be a little longer, to be honest. Uh, the Cowboys obviously won it last year. Uh, and one of the hype teams of the offseason are looking like they could be favourites very soon for it this year, the Eagles. They have been talked about a heck of a lot this year. Um, the Cowboys have weakened. Um, they lost... Well, well, we'll get on to them in a minute. I'll leave that for it. Uh, basically, the Cowboys are 7-5-4, the Eagles 9-5, the Washington Commanders are 6-1, and the Giants are 8-1 to to win the um, win the NFC East this year. I will. I personally think that it's one team, one team only, but we'll get on to that. So, um, Liam, what do you reckon of the Cowboys? We'll start with them because they won it last year. Yeah, weird, weird off-season for them. Um, a lot of people were saying last year that their offense was the most dangerous offense on paper, anyway, in the in the league. And I probably agreed with them on, on paper in terms of weapons. I know mm. uh, it's never great when uh, Mike McCarthy's uh, doing like third, because even though he doesn't call the plays, he calls third down apparently, or did last year. Um, so that's probably why they were bad on third down. Uh, but yeah, this year, if you look at it, for me, I think it's strange their off-season. Um, they let Lyle Collins go to to your Bengals. Um, and I think that's strange. I can't understand why you wouldn't keep him. He wasn't. Well, exactly... He's not actually participated in training yet, which is a bit of a worry <laughs> with back issues. But uh, yeah, yeah that, that could have been why, but I'm hoping not. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, he had a back issue last year as well. So yeah, potentially mm. why. But yeah, he's a good player. And obviously, Amari Cooper was the one. I know that trade probably looks worse now because of what everyone got for Devontae Adams and, and Tyree Kill. But uh, yeah, I, I thought they should have kept him. Uh, I do like Jane Tolbert, who they got in the draft, but. He's like wide receiver three for me um, in, in a good offense. And I just think that they're, they're really limited on options about Amari Cooper. Um, the defense as well. Obviously, Randy Gregory was re-signed and then not re-signed and ended up going to Denver because uh, they offered him more money last minute. Um, so that was another kind of typical Cowboys move. Uh, and then they just got in as many ex-Dan Quinn players as they possibly can uh, throughout the rest of the roster. So, yeah, I think they had a bad offseason. Um, and also, if you look at Cowboys history, if they have a good year, they usually follow up with a bad year. Um, <laughs> but personally, I think Dak Prescott is an elite quarterback. Um, I would like to see a year without him getting injured, especially ankle injuries. Um, that seems to happen all the time now. But um, yeah, I think if he's fit for the whole season, they're still going to run this division close because he is a true elite quarterback. Um, but if he's not or CD goes down, I think the offense could just really struggle to score enough points. So yeah, it, it, a very strange off season for them. And I could see why a lot of people don't have them winning the division now. Yeah. I, I, I struggle with Dak because he shows a lot, but I feel like he needs everything perfect around him. I think when there's been offensive line issues in the past before he's fallen off a bit, which is understandable, but it's a critique that's used against a lot of QBs and, Dak seems immune from it. I do think he struggled coming back from injury last year, so he he should run a lot more this year. Last year he was he seemed to be shying away from running, which was a huge part of his game. So it will be interesting to see how he goes this year. Uh, Michael Gallup looks like he's probably not going to be ready for week one. James Washington's obviously out for the season. He wasn't very good anyway, but he's missing. So yeah, Jalen Tolbert's there and Semi Fahoko, I think is uh, probably wide receiver three or four. He's getting close to where they shouldn't be. Obviously, as Callum said, they left um, let Cedric Wilson go to the Dolphins, who would have been a fairly vital part of their offense right now. Um, they've still got Zeke and Pollard. Zeke was playing through a, uh, I think it was PCL he was struggling with last year that he kept playing through, and his numbers declined signif- significantly uh, after that injury. So for me personally, I quite like Zeke. I think, or I'm hoping he will get the lion's share of the carry still, and I'm hoping he'll look good. But Pollard looked really good last year in the the work that he got. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of split they have this year. I think it'll be pretty much the same, but Pollard is one I've been picking up late in drafts just because of that. Uh, Defence, they have Micah Parsons, who's fairly short to win Defensive Player of the Year. He was electric last year. He, I wouldn't say he changed the position, but he 
gave a significant bump to the linebacker's position because he was playing all over the place and he would he got double digit sacks. I think he had tons of tackles. He looked really good. Trayvon Diggs, I don't know what to think of. He started on fire, making interceptions, but then he got pulverized in the second half of the year. Teams were targeting him because they knew he was going to bite and they were just throwing past him. So I it'll be interesting to see how the defense goes. It's quite highly rated. Um but I'm not entirely convinced with it. I think that it's going to be interesting for them. I, I mean, this division is going to be interesting. They've all got a fairly soft schedule, not just because they're playing each other, but because it is, it's just the way it's ended. Um, so I think they'll all do fairly well is whichever one wins the division games and we'll see what happens with that. Callum. Yeah, I totally agree with you. There's only one way that this division goes and that's the Cowboys winning this division for sure. 100%. I totally <laughs> agree with what you guys have said. Um, I like the Eagles and we'll come on to them and I do think the Eagles have, have improved and will be a good team I think it will be kind of a shootout to the end between the Cowboys and the Eagles but I do just think the Cowboys quality and depth mm -hmm. is there Gallup will be back in time to make an impact um, if I was Jerry Jones though I would be driving a truckload of cash to wherever Odell Beckham Jr. is right now and picking him up as a wide receiver because not only will you sell a billion OBJ <laughs> shirts. Not only do you get two OBJ versus the Giants revenge games, um, but I also think he would really, really help this team just in having another threat out wide. I love CD Lamb. I think he's fantastic. I think he really will be a superstar receiver in this league. And yeah, I am someone who believes in Dak. I do think Dak is good. I think it's really harsh to judge this entire Cowboys franchise on one game which it feels like everybody is doing with the loss to the 49ers last year. Now, on paper, I, I will go to my grave saying the Cowboys should have won that game. I really strongly believe that. And it was extremely disappointing that they didn't. That said, the Niners are no mugs. There's a reason they made it to the NFC Championship game. There's a reason why Kyle Shanahan is the coach he is. And I really think I can see the Cowboys kind of fighting back with some, with some vengeance this year, trying to prove people wrong. I'm not this anti-Mike McCarthy guy that a lot of people seem to be. I don't think he's the best coach in the league, but you don't win a Super Bowl being a bad coach. It just, as much as Aaron mm. Rodgers can carry you to an extent, you have to have something there. So I have to believe that the Cowboys can continue to be successful in this division, though, like we said, no one ever retains it. So maybe the Eagles is the smart money, but if you had a gun to my head and I had to choose, I would still be putting my trust in Dak, Zeke, Pollard, CD Lamb, Micah Parsons and those boys, rather than a slightly less proven Eagles team. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't argue with uh, can't argue with that analysis. I am going to because I think the Eagles are going to win the division. But uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate the analysis, and uh, I can't, as I say, I agree with it to an extent. It's just that I am. I, I mean, I, it's tough not to be down on the Cowboys because they they are the again they are the the bigger team in the NFL, frankly. They're the most followed team, so they are the Man United of the NFL, and it's nice to root against them. Um but uh yeah, we should be a pretty it should be a pretty good season. Like I I quite like three of the teams in the NFC East this year, which is uh something uh Ooh. something I can't normally Hot say. <laughs> I I didn't say I like them to win the Super Bowl. I just quite like <laughs> them. Like I think they're gonna be entertaining. Three of them. Um, but yeah, the, the Eagles are the hyped team of the offseason. They have done uh, pretty decent work. They've got one of the best defensive and offensive lines in the league. I think they're both rated as top 10 units. They bought in AJ Brown, obviously a huge trade, uh, paid a fortune for him. Uh, pairing him up with Devonta Smith is one of the best duos in the league, potentially, um, possibly alongside Miami, possibly alongside the Bengals. Um, and then Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell in the run game is pretty darn decent are behind a very good offensive line, as I said. So essentially it all comes down to Jalen Hurts is whether he can prove himself a good enough quarterback. He's shown bits. Uh, he's obviously very mobile and he's shown he can throw the ball pretty well in 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 sections. Uh, it's, it's him proving he can do it on, uh, on for a whole season and piecing it all together. Um, they do have a very nice schedule, the Eagles. They start with the Lions, Vikings, Commanders. I nearly said the word we're not meant to. Uh, Jaguars, <laughs> Cardinals and Dallas. I think they, they could easily go into their bye week at 6-0. and uh, It's a very winnable first six games and then you're flying from there. 
Um, so yeah, I do. I I admit I think the Eagles are winning the division. I've took them at better odds than they are now, and I think they're going to continue to shorten in odds. So if you want to get on them, I think now's the time, and you'll get a little bit of CLV at least. Um, but yeah, um, Liam, what do you reckon? Yeah, second easiest schedule in the league, I think, which does really make a difference. Uh, I know we said the whole division is quite easy. I think Eagles is something like May. What number are they? Uh, oh, sorry, um, Cowboys are like ten, uh, and then the other teams are all better than that. But yeah, Eagles second easiest. Um, Giants who will come on to easiest. So I think the schedule really helps them. Um, people kind of forget because of how bad that Bucks game was for Jalen Hurts because it was bad. <laughs> they forget that they made their playoffs with a much kind of worse roster than they've got as we sit here today. Yeah. Um, they do get a lot of injuries because. They've got probably top three offensive line in the league, maybe. Um, really good defensive line, but there are a lot of older players on those lines. So they do suffer a lot of injuries. That's kind of been the bugbear for them for the last two seasons. But if healthy for the majority of the season, their lines are really, really good. Um, and like you said, they've had a really good offseason. I love the draft as well. Um, getting the two Georgia guys in there, the two Bulldogs, uh, that will probably play a lot of snaps for them, I think it's really going to help. Um, I quite like Jalen Hurts. He's improved every year he's played, even if anyone who likes college football. He was terrible his first year in college football, and he really does get better every year. Um, so if he takes another leap forward, even if it's a small one, I think um, their offense will be good. I think he'll run the ball a lot. I think they'll run the ball a lot, and I think they'll get a lot of explosive plays from from the two outside receivers. So, yeah, I do like their team as well. Um, I don't want to say this. Obviously, Mike McCarthy's in the division, who I don't like, um, but I'm still not sure if Sirianni is going to be an elite head coach either. So I, I'd worry about yeah, that. I worry about that on third and fourth down. I think last year they caused some really strange plays on third and fourth down where they were running up the gut with like four yards to go. And I'd be worried if they do that again, but we'll see. But yeah, a really good roster, good summer. Um, we'll just see if Jane Hurts can, can win enough games for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do like the Eagles. I think what they did in the offseason is, is very impressive. I mean, I think we were all enjoying the offseason, the uh, draft night trade that they made. Um, and, you know, I think A.J. Brown is a good player, though I don't think A.J. Brown is in that elite tier of wide receivers. I think he is just kind of just below that. I would certainly, if you offer me a player-for-player player comparison, I would put D.K. Metcalf in that elite elite tier, though he's going to have a questionable quarterback situation this year. And I'd put A.J. <laughs> Brown just a little bit below that. Um, I, I, I do like Jalen Hurts, and I do think the Eagles will be a very good team. I think... Uh, contrary to what Adam is uh, peddling, I think there's a clear two good teams in this division and two awful <laughs> teams in this division. Uh, so we'll have to see how that works out. But yeah, I I like the Eagles. I could see them being a wildcard team again. Like you said, they made the playoffs last year with a bad roster. And this NFC is terrible most of the way down in terms of depth mm. in the actual conference. Um, looking at their schedule... I remember last week I said the Lions were going to start 5-0, and so I'm going to stick with that and have the Lions <laughs> beating the Eagles in Week 1. Uh, I think the Eagles will beat the Vikings in Week 2. They'll beat the Commanders in Week 3. They'll beat the Jaguars in Week 4. So they'd be 3-1, and one, but then I think they lose back-to-back games to the Cardinals and the Cowboys. So after six games, I can see them being 3-3. Three and three. I, I don't see 6-0 and oh by any means, but I do think it is a kind schedule. You've got games against the Commanders and the Giants again. You've got the Texans. You've got the Bears, who are the worst team in the league. I, I do think the Eagles will sneak in as a wild card, but I do still think the Cowboys hold the the kind of hoodoo over them in, in head-to-head matchups as they did last year. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting challenge between those two. I, I say that I like three teams in the division. I don't think the, the third one is going to challenge. I just am weirdly high on, on the Giants, and I, I really... Oh, don't... okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was, there was me thinking you were going Commanders, and I was going to slay oh, no. you. But no, okay, no, no, the Commanders are up next because they're apparently third favourites for the division in the odds. They're six to one in the odds, but I think they could quite... I think they're near... Bears levels of uh, incompetence this year. Frankly, I don't. <laughs> I, it, no offense to Washington Commanders fans, which there's probably isn't a whole lot of them. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been a weird off season for them. They've obviously had all the Dan Schneider's, Dan Schneider, yeah, Dan Schneider stuff. They've had a lot of yeah. uh, tumult in the uh, front office and investigations and things like that, which. It's been surprisingly quiet about given how extreme the delegations were, but that, that's the league pushing it up, I'd imagine. Um, what they did do is sign Carson Wentz, who is, I always kind of hoped and thought he would get back to Eagles level and be quite good again, but it, it just doesn't seem like it. And there's reports abound across camp that he's 
inaccuracies are letting letting people down and are bugging the coaching staff, but they've paid for him and they haven't really got a whole lot behind him. Uh, Terry McLaurin got a ton of money as well. He'll be looking for a thousand yards, which he gets around that with poor quarterbacks. I think Wentz is probably an upgrade on what they've had before a quarterback, but again, I think time will tell on that because the reports coming out have not been not been even slightly positive. <laughs> uh, the running back room is messy. Antonio Gibson has not impressed so far in camp. Uh, he had a fumbling issue last year and he fumbled in week one of preseason. And apparently he was training with the punt team today. So I don't know whether that's just them trying to make a point, but they did draft Brian Robinson this year, who um, on the complete opposite side of it has been getting good reviews. And he he seems to do all right in, his, in the preseason game. Um, other than Terry McLaurin, there's not a whole lot in the passing game for them. Uh, Curtis Samuel is either constantly injured or has big games and little games. It depends. Obviously, it would be nice for him to get a healthy season. Logan Wilson at tight end is um, coming back from injury still. I'm not sure he's going to be available for week one. And other than that, they really don't have a whole lot at wide receiver. It's um, it, it could be a really really bad year for them, which I don't really think they're around Bears levels, but I don't think they're going to win eight games, which is well, seven and a half is their win total. I think it's going to be worse than that. So, yeah, sorry for Washington fans. It's going to be a rough year, I think. <laughs> yeah, not a good review if you're a Washington fan listening to that. No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, I see where you're coming from. I think Jahan Dotson is the other receiver, obviously, first yes, round. Um, a lot of people, yeah, it wasn't in my top five receivers, but he was like fifth, sixth, seventh in a lot of people's lists. Uh, and they kind of had to overdraft him because all the receivers had already gone by their pick. So they, they picked him up. Um, offensive line's okay. Um, it's a lot of guys that get injured a lot, which is the worry. Obviously, Trey Turner um, mm. and Andrew Norwell got injured a lot the last two seasons. So we'll see if they're healthy. But yeah, the weapons are, uh, I don't know, are they probably better than the Giants, maybe, uh, in terms of weapons? But um, yeah, the quarterback is just horrendous there's just no way you, you just for me he's one of the worst i just can't if anyone watched that jags game where they needed i think they had a 91 percent um chance of making the playoffs before that game started and uh he had probably one of the worst games i've ever seen a starting quarterback have uh who's actually a, a proven starter so yeah i, I don't I'm not a fan of him i think the defense is good um they didn't play well last year but obviously you no know, chase young got injured um he's on the pup at the moment so hopefully he comes off and starts the season because um, I love him. I'm a real big fan of him. I also like Jermaine Davis as well, um, linebacker. But um, yeah, it's a lot of names that are really, really good. But last year, they did not play very well. So um, we'll see. Uh, and in terms of off the field stuff, they've also had their DC, Jack Del Rio, make some just horrendous claims as well. And that's been in the news. So uh, I think everywhere you look with this team, there's just constant off field issues. So yeah, I think it's a weird team. Um, uh, I'm probably, it's not my best bet, but I think if you can get them to finish fourth in the division, uh, I really do like that just because I, I just don't know what this team is. And as much as I like Ron Rivera, I just think, yeah, the whole team probably needs to kind of restart again, apart from uh, Terry McLaurin. Poor Terry. Poor Terry. Uh, Callum. <laughs> uh, so finish yeah. fourth in division is 15 to eight for the commanders. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I feel I feel sorry for Ron Rivera because I do like Ron Rivera as a coach and as a human and everything he's been through. He's, yeah. he's a great example yeah. to a lot of people in the league. But yeah, I, I struggle to believe in Carson Wentz. I liked Carson Wentz at the Eagles a lot. And, you know, I'd like to think that his revenge tour here against Philadelphia will be enjoyable to watch. But I really struggle with this team. Uh, you know, I think they've been quite fraudulent for a couple of years now. Their defense has been very hyped up, but I think it's largely been built on the fact that they were slightly over aggressive and got fortunate to injure a couple of opposition players <laughs> that got them wins that they shouldn't have had. So I, I, I'm not big on the commanders whatsoever. I think the name is terrible for first starters. But <laughs> yes. um, beyond that, I, I, I don't know enough about Dodson. I, I didn't watch a whole lot of Penn State, so I can't really comment on him. Terry McLaurin is obviously talented, but I've kind of been on the anti-Antonio Gibson train for a couple of years now. I'm quite happy to see that it's kind of being uh, discovered that maybe he is not this all-seeing, all-knowing, all-doing running back that everyone seemed to think he was a couple of years ago. Um I just don't think they're in the same league as the Cowboys and the Eagles from a depth standpoint at all. I am interested to see the comparison between them and the Giants. Um, I, But yeah, I quite like the idea of them finishing fourth in this division as well. There's nothing about this franchise that really deserves my support or, uh, or 
passion in any way, uh, <laughs> especially with Dan Snyder still in charge. So, yeah, commanders can get in the bin as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all agreed then. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. The the Giants, on the other hand, um, as as Liam said, easier schedule, which is a fairly decent place to start. Uh, it, it's a really nice one for them. Uh, they didn't pick up Daniel Jones' fifth year option, which was the right thing to do. Uh, I think he has potential, and I'm hoping with an actual competent coaching staff that he will do something. Obviously, they brought in Brian Dable from the Bills, uh, uh, who was the OC at the Bills. It'll be interesting to see how he does as uh, HC, as head, head coach, but it's all signs are point and positive. Apparently, it's a very wide receiver-friendly scheme, and I really like uh, Kadarius Tony. I liked what I saw in the moments when he was healthy last year, uh, which were f- few and far between. There's always been off-field issues with him, and I'm hoping that now he's settled down in the league, it will help. Um, Wondell Robinson's got really good reviews all camp, it's difficult when you listen to Giants and Jets reviews because the New York media is so either overhyping or under or destroying their teams. Um, <laughs> but Wondell Robinson has got good reviews. Um, you've got him. Uh, Kenny Galladay's uh, disappointed so far, which he has admitted himself. Um, but he can win jump balls. He can win contested catches. And if they actually move the ball well, if they keep Saquon Barkley uh, healthy, uh, then apparently he's going to have a huge workload, according to the uh, report I saw today. Um, and he, he he's a he's a good runner. He's he's been a frustrating one, which he came from his time in college that he will either run for two yards ago and then break off a ninety yarder. So it's 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 a tough one, but he should be better this year. They have improved the offensive line. I supposedly that got better through the year last year, which is looking good. I, I, I quite like Daniel Jones. I think he's a decent enough quarterback. He's not the best passer, but he offers he's the he's the cut rate Josh Allen, basically. He's um bargain bin Josh, Josh Allen that he can he can throw the ball and he can run the ball is basically where I'm going for that. And I think he will show a little bit this year. Um yeah, I, I like the I like the Giants this year. Um I, I would say unashamedly, but there's a little bit of shame there. Um, and then still the Shepherds <laughs> there as well. Uh, they did lose Evan Ingram. He um, moved on as a pass catching tight end. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the, the other tight ends come through. But yeah, I, I think they're going to be okay this year. And Kadarius Tony's one I've been looking to pick up in drafts, and I will be looking for for touchdown score. Yeah, I like that. I, I like a lot about what the Giants are doing. I really like the changes in bringing Dayball in. I think he was, you know, very influential in creating what the Bills have now uh, in Buffalo. And it, it again, it's it's kind of funny. It's 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 what is Daniel Jones? You know, um, is he going to prove that he is a first round caliber quarterback? I think he's been very unlucky in how little he's been protected and how. Mm-hmm lacking in some of his weapons have been. I mean, I was huge on Kenny Golladay last preseason in drafts and I wanted to throw myself off a bridge watching him play every weekend <laughs> because it was embarrassing. Um, and as a result, I won't be touching him this year. No matter, he can't be worse <laughs> yeah. than last year, but I still won't be touching him. Um, I agree with you, Adam. I'm big on Kadarius Tony. I like Kadarius Tony a lot. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I find it hard to see the Giants being too good this season, but I definitely think you'll be able to see signs of improvement under under Dable and what they did in in the draft so i like the giants I, I i like them as a franchise and i like the way they're building i think yeah it's a toss-up between them and the commanders for third in this division i think the value bet would be giants to finish third and commanders to finish last like we said uh so yeah if you wanted to go for me if you wanted to go cowboys eagles giants commanders you know that that order bet on that exact finish i, I quite like that as an idea uh, but yeah, I, I'd like the Giants to be good. We'll just really have to wait and see if Daniel Jones can develop into what they need him to be, or if they're going to be back in the draft looking for a quarterback next year. Yeah, like we said, I think with the schedule and over bet on their win total is is not out of question because I think um, the schedule is easy and the coaching staff is really really good. So we mentioned Dave um, but the DC is uh, Wink Martindale, who's obviously with the Ravens. Um, someone who, yeah, his. Defenses are very over-aggressive, and after two, three seasons of constant blitzing, uh, teams often work them out, but 
Um, the fact that this is a brand new kind of scheme for him in terms of the players he's got and the personnel uh, and quite a young defense as well. I think that he's a good coach. Uh, the OC is Mike Kafka from the Chiefs, who everyone in Kansas City really, really liked. He was kind of one of the options to replace Andy Reid whenever the sad day goes that he decides to retire. Um, so I think the coach staff's great. Um, defense is relatively good. I know Kayvon Thibodeau not got the greatest um, camp reports and didn't play great in preseason week one, but that's just preseason. I think he'll bounce back and, and be a great player. Um, offense, though, I'm not sure. I'm with you on the Galladay hype. I bought him uh, in a couple of fantasy leagues last mm. year in auction drafts. Um, and it's not only one of the worst picks I've ever made in the draft, but it's also the worst wide receiver <laughs> contract I think I've ever seen as well now when you look at the numbers of how much he gets paid this year and next year. But uh, I like the rest of the room. Um, Sterling Shepard's fine as a slot receiver. Wondell Robinson's really, really good. Um, Kadiris Tony, I loved. I wanted the Chiefs to pick him. Um, problem with him is he's had like every injury known to man in terms mm. of like he's out for three days here, 10 days here. Um, so we'll see if he can stay healthy. Um, offensive line's the best they've had since they drafted Saquon Barkley. Um, so I think the run game will be good. I'd be buying him in any fantasy, uh, any auction stuff, and any um, kind of best ball drafts as well, where you know you're going to get those weeks where he has that random 90 yard rush and he has like three touchdowns. I think. He's a good pick for that, but it all comes down to Daniel Jones. Uh, similar to Tua as well. Gets a lot of stick that he can't pass the ball. However, his accuracy down the field is really, really good as well. He was like in the top half of the league for accuracy down the field. The issue is his decision-making is just terrible and he'll just <laughs> hold the ball for too long. So uh, I think if they can get him processing a bit better like they did in, in Buffalo with Josh Allen, I think he'll be okay. Um, I don't think he'll start after the season for them, but um, I think this season, yeah, they could shock some teams with him and, and those receivers. Uh, as long as the O-line stays healthy. But yeah, they're, they're okay. I think they're much better than the Commanders, but uh, I think they've got a ways to go to be as good as the top two teams in this division. Yeah, I, I think that Kenny, weirdly, Kenny Galladay is the reason that the Bengals drafted Jamar Chase because I believe that they were in for him in free agency and uh, didn't offer a multi-year deal. And if they got him, I think they would have taken Sewell, but they didn't he went to the Giants and uh, worked out well. It, everything works out all right. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's um, he, he did not have a very good year. Um, so best bets for this division, I am focusing on the Giants. I've got Saquon Barkley over 875 rush yards. It was 850 earlier in the um, early in the off season on Skybet, uh, and Daniel Jones over 350 rush yards. Uh, again, Daniel Jones is a very mobile quarterback and that is 20 20 yards a game i think he's going to go over that i mean obviously we saw his breakaway um stumble and fall last year <laughs> which which could have been an extra 20 yards on top um but he, he he ran 50 yards at full speed and he got tired um so yeah over 350 and a half rush yards for daniel jones is probably my best bet of this uh callum yeah i mean i it's funny because it's it's not by any means a sure thing, but I do like the Cowboys' value to win the division at seven to five. Like I just think, mm-hmm. I I actually think whether you like Eagles or Cowboys, whichever one of those you like, I think is good value because I think it really is a toss up, and I think ge- generally speaking, it, it could go either way. I lean Cowboys, but I think if you like the Eagles, nine to five is is really good value for the Eagles as well. I, I do think they will they they will be there. I I, I can't imagine how short. Uh, Cowboys and Eagles to finish one and two in any order is so maybe if there's a way I'm to on it, it I'm on it I'm on it five, 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 five to four five yeah. to four that's oh, my, take that's that best. take that yeah. yeah sorry sorry I'm I'm stealing yours Liam but take take Cowboys and Eagles <laughs> one and two at five to four or even if you can find Cowboys and Eagles to both make the playoffs which would be slightly higher than that you know realistically um, I think that that would be a great bet as well but yes good there's, there's no way that I see either of the Giants or the Commanders competing with the Cowboys and the Eagles in the division this year. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely with you on the top two. Um, if you can get request to bet in for the playoffs, like you said, or maybe to both win 10-plus games is another good one that you potentially do if you like both teams. Um, aside from those, I've got a couple of Jay and Hurts ones. So, um, evens, I think, for over 725.5 rushing yards. Um, they're going to run him a lot, especially the fact that they can draft a QB next year. So they're not going to be scared to run their QB like certain teams will just because they know that this could potentially be his last year as a start for them. So I think he'll run the ball a lot. Uh, and then also I found, so it's three to one for him to score 400, uh, sorry, to have 400 passing yards in any game. He did it twice last year. Um, and I feel like if they could be in some shootouts, 
there's a chance that he could have that one game where they're down three scores and he gets garbage time. So I think three to one for him to score 400 yards is a, a little fun bet for, that I've already actually placed just because I think that yeah. he'll do it against someone like the Commanders or someone terrible probably. And obviously with a better offense as well this year. So yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's an interesting one. Is that uh, is that on the Eagles request to bet, I assume? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's where I saw it. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, um, just one that I've just circled back on from um, earlier in the pod was uh, Bills to win the division, Patriots to miss the playoffs. You can get 10 to 11 on that. Obviously, that's stacking a 1 to 2 and an 8 to 13, but you wouldn't be able to accumulate that yourself. So, not not terrible. Near evens for something that we believe is a very good chance. Callum's betting it as we speak, getting the VPN going. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, I like that a lot. Like, I really like that. Yeah. Um, right. So I think we are pretty much done for the show. Uh, just over an hour, so half hour each. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, <laughs> gents, thank you. Where can I? F- where can we find you all on Twitter? Just at Callum JD Squires on Twitter and Instagram. A uh, little plug for my Desert Island Goals podcast as well, which hopefully we'll yes. get both of you on uh, in the future as well as guests at DI Goals Pod on Twitter and at desert.island.goals on Instagram. If you want to hear more about the other football, um, head there. But yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Always good to chat and appreciate it. Yes, at at underscore Liam Horsley for me. Um, I've got another podcast, NFL one, uh, called at go for two pod. And we are, I'm actually my co-host is an Eagles fan. So we are very close Uh, to previewing this division with him. So we'll see how biased he gets in that. Normally he's very (laughs) anti-Cowboys and quite neutral on the Eagles. Because um, he doesn't want to get his hopes up, but we'll see how much he uh, slates Jerry Jones in that episode probably next week. So yeah, go over there if you want to listen to to any more division previews um, as well. Tell him to listen to the FC North preview where I was perfectly respectable about the Steelers last week, and uh, he, he can <laughs> he can learn from the level of professionalism that I, uh, I exuded. <laughs> nice. Right. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Uh, we will be back next week with the AFC and NFC South um, roundup which probably isn't going to be quite as exciting as these ones. They seem fairly uh, fairly tied up already. But, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>